I'm a peacock, you gotta, you gotta let me fly. Okay? Right now, you look like a damn peacock with that pink shirt <laughs> on. I love it. You ever done? I call him Billy, ironically. I've called him Billy my whole life as a, like, as a, as crap talking, like as, as being a jerk, being a jerk little brother. Because he, and, he and my PJs. I get that. I oh, get it. Billy. Oh, Billy. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta admit, LimeWire was kind of the OG Spotify for me. I discovered artists on LimeWire. My fear is like not knowing what their house looks like. Like they could be cooking next to a litter box and you would never know. There's this guy giving like a monologue to a story about the like, Alabama's quarterback. He has his own clothing line. Maybe, oh, you haven't seen it. Okay, no, I've seen this. I've seen this like. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, hold my beer. This episode is sponsored to you by Rage Beef Jerky, the sponsor, the very first sponsor of the Chubby Buddies podcast. Rage Beef Jerky can be found in five states across 400 plus locations, ranging from Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri. Did I say Nebraska? I believe I did, didn't I? You started, yeah, Nebraska Kansas, is number two. Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas. But if you're not in any of those five states or 400 plus locations, all you got to do is go visit them at www.ragebeefjerky.com and they have gifted us to give to you a 15% discount by at checkout by using the promo code chubby that's c-h-u-b-b-y and there's also another promo code that if you use or spend $50 or more you would get free shipping and on top of that use our 15% discount of chubby that's the equivalent of either one free beef jerky bag or two beef sticks so don't want to miss out on that those just got released uh i think a little over a month ago they're hot right now they're selling out my dad loves them i love them josh i think oh, he might go so marry good. one i mean they're so good. he's not moving to utah but what do you what do you have what do you have what have you had lately i, I still right now oh. I've got the, the, the hot the hot is definitely up a notch they for the beef it, jerky, they definitely kicked yeah. it up a notch. That but hot, it's, but got... it's still not overly hot. That's no, the thing. I don't no, want to scare anybody. But I think it separates more from the sweet and spicy and the hot. For sure, there's definitely sure. a difference. Now. That sweet actually has a little bit more sweetness to it, but it's not so much to where I would dislike it because I don't like sweet meat normally. Even high on that sweet meat, it bothers me. It does not overwhelm the taste of this. It doesn't. No meat at all. should be sweet. Well, I mean. Teriyaki is probably still their sweetest, Limited. but it's not a normal. It's not a normal. But uh, while we're talking about Rage, um, we did reach out to our winners of the $50 gift card from episode 50. They did reach out back to us. They're excited. Uh, that winner is Ailes. Here, let me get their information again one more time. Ailes Trails, Sorry. right? Ales, yeah, well, they're called the Beer at the Summit, and their handle Whoa. is Ales Trails Brews and Views. And uh, what we're going to end up doing, and I'll talk to you afterwards, but uh, they've actually already picked out what they want, and it is going to be jalapeno, hot, and original beef jerky. Yeah. And then they chose the sweet and spicy and teriyaki meat sticks. Mwah, so, chef the, great selection. So, Great yeah, selection. They don't have 
They don't have a gift card option on Rage's website, so what we're going to do is they picked out what they wanted. We're going to put that order in and have it shipped directly to them. So Perfect. Congratu- congratulations again, Ales, Trails, Brews, and Views. Sorry, Austin. They Thanks answered, and uh, they will receive. But uh, don't forget to follow them also on Facebook and Instagram, but also go visit them on their website at www.ragebeefjerky, and don't forget to use that promo code CHUBBY for 15% off your order. Rage. Get your jerky on. I'm glad you get to come down for uh, the a Wichita show before you actually move away. I wasn't Thank sure you. if I was going to actually have to maneuver my schedule around to be there for the March show or not, but I'm glad you get to actually make it to the Wichita show, at least Thank to see. You, like, I think this is like uh, one of the I-70 guys. He he's I think he said it best. Like, this is definitely Billy's crowd and what he's brought to the table. Like, it's it's on another level for like the fandom. It's it's really cool, cool to, to actually see it happen. But I I get a lot of those vibes like when we went to Texas with BJ when uh when he was wrestling down there. I get a lot of those vibes only it's it seems more organically loud than the the Texas show. I mean, yeah. I'm not knocking the Texas show, but it just seems more organic in my opinion. Well, one one of the things, like you said, this is Billy's crowd. This is this is his. These are the people that he works for and tries to, like, this. These are the people. He spent so much of his time, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, wrestling. That. That's where he knows, what the he knows the culture of the fans the best in the Midwest. Especially right here, you know, up. He he's been, gosh, as a wrestler, he's been so many places. So it's really impressive to see, you know, how he's been able to to do all of that. But but really, in the Midwest, he he not only wrestles well here, he knows the culture here, and he caters to that culture really really well. So he knows how to create a great show for what the people here like. I agree. But like, but you have gotten to see that side of BJ. I'm still going to call him BJ. I hate when I, I mean, I get why people call him Billy. Like, it's just, I can't do it. I call him, I call him Billy. Ironically, I've called him Billy my whole life as a, like, as a, as crap talking, like as, as being a jerk, being a jerk, little brother, because he, 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 I get that. I oh, get it. Billy. Oh, Billy. <laughs> but, like, you've been around his, like, I guess, his rise into wh- from where he started to where he's at now. Like, you've yeah. been able to actually see. I've only really caught the, like, I guess the scraps of kind of, like, where he's been. Because I've only been to, like, I've been to Texas once. And I've been to one of the shows that he was wrestling at before he got HCW started. And then watching him with HCW, it's just so natural to him. Like. Yeah. When we would do backyard stuff, like it was for fun and like you didn't see the I guess the stress that like I guess what could have came of like putting something together like that because we were just doing it for our own thing. We didn't really have a crowd. Sometimes we'd have the neighborhood kids come around and watch, but like sure. it wasn't like a we needed to have like a set time, but we like doing it for when, us, not for any sort yeah. of fan base. Right. But I can right. definitely see how the way that he does did the backyard wrestling has overlapped into this because he's doing it as though if uh he was sitting in the crowd watching and it sure. totally shows so i've got for to sure. highlight that he for is, sure 
He is a, ultimately, at the end of the day, he's a fan first. And you can see it in the way he promotes. So I'm excited. I I'm excited agree. to see the Wichita oh, yeah, show. Me too. I'm excited for you to see it because, I mean, like, I mean, I, you can say that the show is so crazy, but like it takes, it takes to, it takes being there to really soak it in and appreciate like what he's actually done down there. And like I said, it's organic. So shout out to uh, Billy and all the owners, I guess actually just to highlight, cause I don't think we've really highlighted the owners. It's Billy, Daniel, and, um, uh, Aaron Helms. Aaron. So I, I don't I think we really have what role Aaron's uh, partnership was in it. I didn't either. And I wasn't trying to not like highlight everybody, but like, yeah, no, I don't, I just don't think it was really that well communicated to us. Cause I, I knew yeah. BJ and Daniel, obviously, but I didn't know. I'm going to actually Helms has been around forever. So, and he's super business savvy. So it doesn't surprise me that they, that he's involved. It just, I, I don't think I knew. I've only knew. I, I think I've only met him one time when he came over for poker to my house one time. But you I mean, only met Helms had, No, I'm saying before I really got into this whole. Oh, like okay. I met him one time at my house, and then I met him again at Paige's graduation party. <laughs> so that's where I, I that met him. Yo, he's. I mean, he's very, he's just as passionate as BJ is, and yep. he's half his age. He's only like twenty three. As BJ is too, it's so funny to see them in a room together because it's I, like watching. It, it's funny. I've got on on pause on my TV right now. Step Brothers, and those two's dynamic <laughs> reminds me a lot of Step Brothers. Oh well, this is how I see it. Like you have, we have our group of friends, but like we've always had BJ as a friend, right? BJ mm-hmm. has a group of friends that we consider friends, but you yep. have a friend. Well, I guess, I, I mean, I'll call him a friend just because even though I haven't seen him in forever, don't, uh, uh, Ben Sanders. Okay. <laughs> I get yeah. Ben Sanders just more, I guess, not as, not, not as corny as Ben Sanders was out of Helms. Aaron Helms is Billy's Ben Sanders. Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> But like I'm saying, like he actually uses his head a little bit more than Ben did. No, no shock okay. to you, Ben, but uh, you didn't use your head a lot as we were growing up. But love you too, but that's funny. But like we always we have we have a friend that is something like somebody else's friend. So Bill BJ's Sanders is Aaron Helms, I think. That's my opinion, no. though. I guess it could be also a Duncan, but like Duncan is just no. He's, like nobody no. can be a Duncan. I don't think anybody no. can be a Duncan. I've met people that have Andrew's mannerisms, personality, but nobody's the nobody's dry, Andrew. the dry humor. Yeah, Andrew is a hundred percent Andrew. He is the toastiest toast, toastiest white toast you'll ever meet. It's kind of like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Absolutely, baby. <laughs> white and dry. I oh, love I'm rewatching Big Bang Theory, and that's why it kind of came to key. But <laughs> how you been, man? I haven't, we haven't seen each other since. I guess we're a little over a week now. I mean, we're yeah. recording on a Monday. Yeah, it's good. Um, I it, it It's going really good. We're, I can tell you this much. We are learning lessons of being patient and waiting on God. Um, the t- Just with the financing and everything for the truck, just the timing of everything, God's provided for us and made sure we were taken care of. But everything is going at a much slower pace than I ever like to go. 
And I can tell you it's a very clear message from God that in this next season I'm going to have to be okay with some slower seasons. And I'm going so to have to learn. it's not karma. It's just, it's no, just. it's not karma. It's, here's the thing. Well, no, I'm like, saying like you, you like that fast paced stuff and he's just oh, telling yeah. you to slow down. Absolutely. But by telling you to slow down, he's, it, something's forcing you to slow down. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's God kind of works in the way that he talks to you and talks to you. And then he talks a little harder when you don't listen. Uh, and so I think, you know, this is God's way of kind of saying, Hey, you've kind of raced around in circles on this and, and, tried to make it all happen in your own timing and he's right. like no i need you to wait on me and so There's nothing wrong with that no not at all it's but it's been you know who wants to hand over control you know that's the the no. ultimate human struggle we we struggle with handing over control to god um and that's exactly what i've got to do i've just got to throttle it back and trust that he's i think you appreciate it more though I, I think that's where we kind of lose appreciation is where you speed things up so you don't actually see it happen yeah, like you're, you're seeing right. the progress happening, but I mean, you're right. And and also, I would say there's also a part to it where where historically, you know, biblically, you see plenty of moments where God is is making it obvious that only God could do something. You know, doing things in a way that a human couldn't do it, so that a human doesn't get glory. And so I think it. this is probably just going to be another part of that testimony where. God's showing, hey, I'm doing something that you couldn't possibly have done on your own. And so here's the evidence that I'm at the helm of this. Right. So, but yeah, other than that, man, things are good. Like, it's so weird. I got to go to church for the first time in 15 years, uh, not as like staff or a volunteer or anything. Like, I was just a church member. Was it weird? It was, really, it was cool, man. Like, it was weird. And a lot of people still come up and love on me and stuff like that. But like the, the burden, the responsibility, the weight was lifted. I got to just go and be, I got to worship and, and not that I, you know, as a pastor, you could still worship in your church, but Sunday morning isn't for your worship experience. It's for their worship experience. That's part right. of one of the things I think anyone who volunteers on a Sunday morning gets what I'm getting at with that, um, that part of what you give when you serve is you give up your particular place in the worship. Now, I don't, I don't really want to say that because, you know, like musicians and stuff, they're not giving up their place in the worship, but they're focused on doing well so as not to be a distraction. Does that make sense? Yeah. And They're so focused on production versus the actual exactly, worship side of things. Exactly. But them, but them participating is their worshiping. Right. And no, no, no person would deny that playing, playing an instrument is absolutely worship. I, I'd never say that a worship person, that a worship leader or any musician or anything or anybody uh, participating in the Sunday morning service isn't worshiping. But I think most of them, if they've done it for a while, would agree that there's a piece that you lay down when you volunteer, when you lead that set, you set yourself back. You're not worried about yourself so that others can experience God in a better way. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I think for all of us, 
you know, who, who hasn't church shopped? Who hasn't hopped around and found a church that fits more of their worship preference, their teaching preference, and their style and everything? When you serve, you don't necessarily get that opportunity. You're, you're not necessarily hearing sermons or participating in worship that's your personal favorite, but it's definitely something that you're being a part of so that you can serve and grow others. Right. So I, guess, uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't done a service in such, I mean, since our senior year of high school, like, so I can't really say that I know exactly how it is, but like we were a part of our church and we did things to make it almost easier on the ministries. I mean, whether example, it be doing sound. A great example. You can remember um, when we would do uh student Sunday, senior, uh, senior Sunday, um, mm-hmm. do, that particular sermon, or that particular service you and I preached, didn't we? Yeah. You know, that was my blood of Christ sermon. <laughs> the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. <laughs> and that's and that's what's crazy. Like, I don't remember you saying it over and over again because I was more involved in, like, paying attention to what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And so, that's, that, I think, is a perfect microcosm of exactly what I'm talking about, is there's pieces that you will miss out on when you serve. And that's ultimately just the bearing of the cross. That's what it means to pick up your cross and follow Jesus to serve others. Um, I think that was actually the motto was like, uh, I think it was pick up the cross was like our youth Sunday thing. Wasn't it? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Carry your, carry your, carry your cross. Either carry your cross or was it, uh, I don't know. It's been so long. It's, it's crazy. Time flies. Time flies. Speaking of time, all right, yeah. like, what was the last time you burned a CD? Burned a CD? Right. Bro, burned I a was CD. Just, hang on. I was just handling <laughs> a disc with Owen the other day, uh, our nephew, uh, and was like showing him how to hold it and then looked at his dad and said, bro, like he doesn't even need this information because these things are pretty much obsolete. Like, yeah, DVDs are not being this. sold at Best Buy. Well, I mean they are, but like it's it's pretty well, much they're, a, they're moving away from DVD. Yeah, they're strictly staying Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, it's a dying technology. Discs in general are a dying technology. So it's they just still it's funny to me because no, I haven't burned a disc since I don't know when was LimeWire still active. Uh. That's a good question. I mean, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure it had to have been less than I would say maybe ten years ago is probably when they stopped. Well, because you could still download it and put it on your MP3 player on your computer. So like, Bobby, I'm not going to say that it died, but I'm saying CD ROMs themselves. We graduated high school in 2006. I don't think yep. I've burned a CD since then. Right, but I'm saying you said LimeWire. How long has it been around? But I'm thinking like you could still use it for more than just burning discs. You could use it for the digital copies too. Granted, it was illegal, bro. Nobody uses LimeWire. We all got viruses from that. No, crap. no, no, not right now. But I'm saying like how long it how long it lasted afterwards. Okay. I bet you we were. I bet you. I bet you probably were still in college when it probably went away. I mean, it's just like Napster. Napster lasted what five years? You know. I, I got to admit, LimeWire was kind of the OG Spotify for me. I discovered artists on LimeWire. I wonder, I wonder if LimeWire, because if you look at Spotify, that's very, it's very similar with the lo- mm-hmm. logo. Like, mm-hmm. 
And you can do the exact same thing with LimeWire, except down, like you can still download it, but I don't think you can, uh, like, I guess, rip it to your CD or to your computer, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty well. Like, you had to learn, like, the words rip and burn and uh, how many uh, megabytes it would fit. Like, was it 120 megabytes to a disk? Well, wow. that was cool because it, it just had a search bar at the top. So you would type in what you wanted and say you were and looking how you for wanted it. Band. If another band were promoting themselves, they would say, if you like this band, this band, this band, this band, check out this. And it would always be that little tag informational thing. And I would like, you know, I'm, I'm strolling music. I'm getting the next, I'm getting the newest Eminem uh, song or something like that. So I'm, I'm finding artists and I'm finding artists that I like that I had never heard of on LimeWire. So like, I got to give it right. props. Like it was... It was it was the music provider of the day, albeit illegally. We all were on Limeway. If you and weren't, it was then you weren't music for a season. I can't think of anybody that wasn't ever on Limewire once, at least our age. Now, for I mean, real. before that, it was. Uh, well, actually, no. They came out with the one after Limewire called Frostbite. There was another I one after LimeWire called Frostbite. It was the same logo, that. but blue and white. I'll, I'll tell you what I do remember. I remember the really obnoxious piracy videos that came out at the same time oh, because yeah. everybody was downloading stuff. And before like, before movies and stuff like that, too. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so there's, no, there's no such thing as a victimless crime. Yeah, that's stupid. But no, that's why I brought what? it up because... Like every CD that I can think of that I ever burned had something what I'm about to talk about on this list. Okay. Our sophomore year, I think at least every, if it wasn't every CD that I burned, it was at least every other. The song, yeah, turns 25 this year. 25 years old this year. No. Yes. No. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Oh, 25? 25. Ursher, what let's, are you doing? Let's go to Ursher. Why are we so old all of a sudden? What happened? All right, well, here. I've got Not a list. Of, uh, You're talking about the bop, like the jam, the thing that we were always rocking out to. You're talking about Usher, Lil John, Ludacris, yay. I think you're missing, isn't uh, Lil John, Ludacris, Usher, wasn't there another one? Is there somebody else in, in that song? Luda, Lil John, Usher, and then I, th- I want to say there was one more. Usher. I have to I have to, have to look it up. But let me give you this list of songs that turned 25 in 2024. No, Bobby, don't do this to me, man. Check this out, dude. No, hang on. Hang on. I, give I... me a minute. I need to, like, gather myself because I feel like this is going to gut punch me, man. <laughs> this is going to hurt. Oh, my Lord. No way. What? Oh, why would they give me that? All right, so check this out. The headline of this article says, which songs turning 25 in 2024, right? Okay. Back in 1999, the world was somewhat of an odd state of affairs, blah, 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 blah. And then it gets down to, in 1998, Christina Aguilera had fans talking after her 1998 track, Reflections, and people were curious how her debut album would sound. Her self-titled album was led by a hit single, Genie in a Bottle. Why is Genie in a Bottle even on this list when it's older than 25 years? 
That's a good question. Like, that's weird. Is it? I, 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 like, How old Winnie in the Bottle? It says 1998. That would be 25 years, bud. Oh, 1990. Oh, okay. I was thinking that it was 2004. Would have No, that would have been 20 years, huh? Okay, my bad. So, yeah, there we go, 25 years. Would you like me to keep going? Hang on, though. Yeah, didn't 1998. I was going to say, 1998 is 25 years. Yeah, didn't come out in 1998, Bobby. 2004, right? Yeah, 2004. 20 so that's 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, okay, 20 so, years. I was, so I'm on this list Ooh. of... The, I was going to say, because oh, yeah, not on this that list. that much better? 20 years is still It's a still long old time. as shiznit, okay? So let's move on to the next one. No Scrubs oh, by TLC. Great. Oh, that's a bop, though, man. No... Scrubs, yeah. no, no. Like I'm trying to find songs that I put on a CD, like all the small things by Blink One Eighty Two. All the small things. Living the Vita Loca by Ricky Martin. <laughs> wow, Ricky Martin, man, who'd have guessed? Like some of these songs, like I would. Yeah, oh, you drive me crazy by Britney Spears. I was a Christina. Well, I, was a Christina I remember. Guy. I remember this whole top forties list. Gosh, Snoop Dogg, Still Dre. I guarantee you, blue oh, from Eiffel still 65. Still, Dre. Be on oh, that yeah. list. Uh, uh, Eiffel sixty-five, I think, came out in ninety-six, didn't it? It could be. I mean, it could be even older. Gosh. Still, Dre by Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Twenty-five yes, years old. Who is into? Oh, into get. Oh, into together now by Limp Biscuit. My bad. I thought that was the name of the band. <laughs> I don't think I remember yeah, that man. song. Have you seen Limp Biscuit lately? No. I don't, I never really listened. I I listened to like when Limp Biscuit would have like their like smash ups or something like that. I wouldn't say I can't say that I ever like downloaded one of their songs except for like uh the one that was popular with uh who's the Break rapper? Up. Oh, Is that what it was? Uh, no, it, you're thinking of um uh Limp Biscuit and uh you're not you're not thinking Limp Biscuit. You're thinking yeah, it was Limp Biscuit uh, uh, and. Who's uh, JC and Limp Biscuit? It's not Limp Biscuit. It's um it was another oh, rock come on. group. Philip's favorite band. Philip's um, favorite band? Yeah, Philip Roth. It's his absolute fit or was his favorite band for years. Um the lead singer passed away. Oh, here it is. This is it's called In Together Now with Oh wow, that's what it is. It's the one I'm thinking of. In Together Now. Limp Biscuit yes, and yeah. Limp Biscuit and Who's the other person? Well, where are you at? Oh, Method Man. Are you hmm. sure you're not thinking of Numb Encore? That's numb, Jay-Z. that's what it is. Numb, Numb, that's what it is. But that's not, and who was again, that? That's who was not, that? That's Lincoln Park. Oh, Lincoln Park. Okay, okay. So, okay. Lincoln Park that makes, that makes was, sense. Lincoln Park that's, was uh, Phil's favorite band. M&M's, my name is, is 25 years old this year. Yes, sir. Hi, my name is what? My name, my is, name is Slim Shade. <laughs> Ooh, Slim I Want Shade. It That Way by Backstreet Boys. Bro, I... But but, but my point is, is like... Name it off like all of the CDs that I got for my birthday in sixth grade. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that was sixth grade. Holy crap, that's one. Yeah. That's a Bro, year after... You know I know this because I got like... Four CDs that year, and they were Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. And I had the skating party, 
And that it was after that skating party that I ended up dating. Uh, was it Ashley Hoschild? I don't know. Hoschild? Yeah. I don't think I know yeah. that one. Yeah, you do. Tall Ashley girl. I probably have to see her, bud. No, you you but, may not know her. Jordan, I think knows her, but you and me, like you and me, were in Mrs. Stapleton's class in sixth grade. So was she in our class? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Hosh child, did she graduate yeah. with us? Yeah, tall, black, it curly sounds, hair. It sounds. Oh, she was related to the Vanways, wasn't she? I think possibly. Or no, was she? Either way, but what I'm saying is, like, when I look back at like songs that I put on a CD, like. We didn't burn these songs, obviously. So that was 20 years ago that we burned discs. So that was back when we had, yeah, yeah, turns 20. But 20 years, like, we've been out of school almost 20 years, bro. Stop, that hurts. Don't remind me. There's a 20-year reunion coming up, and that bugs the crap out of me. I still probably won't go. Didn't go to my 10, or... I didn't go to the 10, but... I don't think I'll go to the 20. So I may not go to the 20 either. Maybe I just, I mean, we didn't hang out with anybody from high school except for each other. Like, I mean, I hung out with plenty of people. Like, I hung out with not, Megan and Philip yeah, and Andrew. Right, and... but, like, I don't even think they went to the tent. No, I, I don't I mean, think I they could be wrong. No, I think it was just, like, popular kids. Like, Paige Elliott organized the whole thing, so. Yeah. It was probably I just mean, all popular kids that went. I would have loved to yeah. hang out with Paige in high school. I'm just saying. Here's the thing, like. I say popular kids. Like, most of those kids were pretty solid. Like, they weren't mean or anything. Like, they were just more no. popular than the rest of us. We just we just didn't have the same interests as them. We hung yeah. out at your house. Like, yeah. the ones that didn't hang out at our house was hanging out with the other side of town people's houses. That's all it was. That's we were, honestly yeah, we what were it was. South of 17th Street hangout. They... They were all north of Seventh Street, Street people. Yeah, they were the they were the new the new kids in in town, like on the other side of town, being built still, or Main Street. There was a lot of kids on Main Street. It was weird. Oh, I just thought it was weird. Like when you hear a song and you're like, "Man, I had that on a CD, bro." Like, yeah. yeah. What? How many discs did you burn that to? Probably twenty. At, uh, it was, at least. At it was least. played it was in your least. your Taurus SHO every every single CD. time. It was at least yeah. on three summer CDs. But it was in your Taurus on every trip that we were on. The song Yeah oh, came on yeah. every yeah. single trip. Yeah, yeah. Like that was I mean, that was the that that was the song back in the day. And then we had our slow <laughs> songs that we always remember that we always slow dance to, but like nobody burned those usually. Well, I guess if you were burning like a love disc. That's, yes, sir. Yes, sir. When you're making when you're burning a mixtape for somebody else. And that's right, you still call it a mixtape, even though it is a CD. That's I saw a tape, too. I would, what I would do is I would take the tape recorder, hit record, and play the, like, I think I would play, like, the radio to record this, the, the music coming through the radio. As a little kid, I did that. I recorded the tapes, recorded the song, listened for it on the radio, recorded it as a real little kid. And then as I got older, technology Do you remember your first cassette? No. Mine was Kansas. I I remember digging through dad's like car console and there being oh, he had probably so Leonard much Skinner. plastic rock. Leonard so much Skinner. plastic rock. Stuff I had no idea who they were. Uh, but now you David. appreciate it. Huh? Now you appreciate about, it. About half of it. Yeah. Some of the stuff Dude, I still Were you going to say, right. were you gonna say David Allen Coe? Yeah. 
<laughs> he's, he's, oh, he's got a man. lot of crap in there too. Like David Allen Coe is not. Do you still have it? Country at all? Do you his still tapes? have the tapes? Oh gosh, he's got his records that would be in his so tape awesome. somewhere. Dad has a full on like record cabinet of all. It's kind of like records. BJ's CD case yeah. that he had for like thirty years. I bet you. I bet you. If I dug through Dad's record uh, collection, he's probably got a few. Finals on his way back for sure. Well, I mean, I guess it's already back, but like it's going to be even bigger probably than it was. Well, he was he was every bit the the stoner rocker that you would imagine. Uh, I believe it. A seventies kid to be like he grew, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, be, is his birth year. So. Would I be speaking out of pocket to say that his? I would. I, I think I can name his favorite band, and I would say it's Leonard Skinner. Close. You are close. It is not Leonard Skinner. As an individual, I would have to say I think his favorite band, at least the one that he listened to a lot when he was younger, is Pink Floyd. Really? Lots and lots of Pink Floyd. Lots of Pink Floyd. I mean, that makes sense for me. Pink Floyd isn't high up on my list. I'm not super fond of it. I've got to really be in the mood, like. Yeah, Pink Floyd. It's kind of like the oh. Beatles. Like I appreciate the Beatles, but like I'm not going to sit there and well, jam out. I can look at the Beatles to... a little bit more easily than I can Pink Floyd. I think I they're almost like, equivalent. Uh, ZZ, to Top. ZZ, ZZ Top. ZZ Top's good. Top's and ZZ like Top is like it's easy to listen to in no matter what situation you're in. But like yeah. Pink Floyd, like some of that stuff is pretty trippy. You almost have to be on acid to understand half of it. That's the thing. That's the thing. My dad was. <laughs> Let's listen to this whole album, man. And watch Cheech and Chong. I love Cheech and Chong movies. So, I mean, my parents, I love them with all my heart, but my parents will not deny they have been potheads their whole life. Like, they are. You remember who they are, man? You remember remember the time when I found out that they actually smoked weed? Yeah. And I was like, is that why I always felt weird going to your house? (laughs) Was I getting contact high? What's going on? Like that makes no sense. I was always tired at your house and hungry. Bobby, you were hungry because you're chubby, like me. Man. But I mean, I was still a little bit more in shape rather than a shape. And I mean, but for the longest time, I didn't know that they smoked weed. Like you, you didn't smell it around them. But like it was like, okay, it makes sense. They kept it in their room. They they usually they only ever smoked it in their room, stuff like that. They kept it away from us. And your mom's house always smelled like food, so it probably hit half of that smell. Yes, it did. Always. And she always had Febreze or something that she'd spray in her room after they smoked, so. Yeah. That's the one thing that Febreze is good at, is hiding smell. <laughs> For a little bit of time. For a little bit. Just a season. But speaking of movies, like, uh, Cheech and Chong, like, I was thinking about this, like, I, I was going to try it with Jamie, and I was wondering if you've ever tried this. Have you ever tried to Maybe not necessarily talk to your wife, but like I think your wife it would be a little bit harder to do because your wife knows what movies you watch. Like, do you think you could ever? Do you think you could ever carry on a conversation either with your wife or somebody that you used to work with in only movie quotes? Oh, I absolutely think I could. I absolutely think I could. That's actually with your wife. Maybe not with Heather because here's the thing: she knows my bullcrap. She knows my bullcrap so well that there's no way she's falling for it. Like, all I have to do is be in a solid rhythm for, like, a couple of lines before she'll immediately get suspicious and say, 
Are you quoting something? What about your mom? Oh, gosh. Bobby, you know we could have a full-on monologue with mom, and she'd have I no think it, I, I think it would depend on the movie, because if it's a popular movie that she enjoyed, I think she would get it. So, like, Bad Boys, I think she would get it. I promise you she wouldn't. She's that she cool. Wouldn't. You could do you the full-on Martin Lawrence. You bring a fish in here and get drunk and, like, pretend like you're drunk and then do that whole uh-huh. bit. I promise you she'll laugh her butt off and she'll have no clue that you're quoting a movie. She's, we should she, try that. We should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try it with Jamie. But I, like, I think I could get by with because Jamie doesn't appreciate the same comedy movies that I that I enjoy. But she, if I was to quote like just the right section of of lines though, because it has to be relevant. It has to fit within. It the can't context. be the same movie with everything that you're saying. It has right. to jump around to different movies. Right. But with Heather, I think that if you hit her with like. What's what's an iconic like iconic movie that like everybody we get besides Tommy Boy in our group, like probably <laughs> Tombstone, uh, uh, Tombstone, Napoleon like Dynamite, do, um, oh, the remember Saint. the Titans? Yeah. Uh, Mighty so if you Duck. walked up to your wife, so if you walked up to your wife and you pushed her and you went left side, she wouldn't she wouldn't know it. Well, she might. Here's the thing: if it's Disney, I might be in trouble. That remember, is Disney. She's a freaking walking Disney princess. Remember, so remember knows, the Titans is Disney. So many Disney movies. So I don't think I could get away with Remember the Titans, but I think I could get away with like Ghostbusters or Back to the Future or something that's like popular but not necessarily up her alley. I could definitely get away with that. That's an that's an experiment worth trying. I'm just saying. I agree, but again, you've got to find the right line of dialogue to use it. Like she actually, what you could do is also you could probably get away with her texting it rather than her hearing you say it. Texting it would absolutely work. I might need to try that. I don't want your scrubs. (laughs) Oh, song lyrics! I could I could get her with song lyrics. Well, that's also from a movie. That's also from a movie. I could totally get her with song lyrics. But that's also from uh, the other guys with uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's like, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> you got to hit her with that. You got to hit her with it. Be like, hey, can I, can I go? Can I go? Can I go do this? No, we're doing. I got, I'm a peacock. Babe, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. Okay. Right now, you look like a damn peacock with that pink shirt <laughs> on. I love it. You ever done, you ever done desk pop before? Oh, desk pop? We gotta get you your first desk pop. He was so convincing. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I think I think that I could get Jamie with almost every movie though. Like she doesn't watch the same movies as I do, but like she would get like um she's into Blade and stuff like that, but like she I, I've never I've honestly only seen Blade One. So Jamie likes like, the Bad Blade Boys. Movies? She loves that dark uh like thriller movie with she what? loves horror movies. No. She loves horror movies. But if you say that it was a comic book, she would never know it. Like, she's not into comic book. Like, no, I'm not into the comic book. It did Blade well above its time. It was a, com- oh, it was a phenomenal sure. movie that just so happened to be based on a comic. Wesley Snipes right. killed it as Blade. But I don't think that that would make her, like, more... If anything, it might right. it scare her away. It would draw her in more to know right. it's a comic. It would probably scare her away to know right. it's a comic. Yeah, but like that movie, like the first one, I've only seen that one just be, not because I hate it, just because like 
it's a long movie. Like for yep. what it is, it's it's a fairly mm-hmm. long movie. And I only watched it because somebody was talking about the opening scene of Blade, like how they mm-hmm. go into that meat locker and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's really the cool. only reason why I watched it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch all this. It was pretty good. Well, those movies were good. The but third likes one the TV got shows. such a bad rap, and I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. What's the what about the TV show? Is that any good? No, the TV show was like a one-off thing. It was just an attempt to try to build on it. Now, the remake that they're going to do with Mahershala Ali, I think that's going to be really good. Because hmm. that's well, what's coming down the pipeline. So they've got a new Blade coming with Mahershala Ali. Well, just as long as, like, I think they keep the... I mean, Blade is one of those... Okay, Wesley Snipes is an iconic actor. I will totally agree with that. Like, yes, sir. The whole movie things that he's been in, he's been in one of my favorite movies is US Marshals with him in it. Like so we're good. getting in a little bit of the entertainment thing, but like it was part of the discussion topics for sure. But like and we'll go deep down that, that rabbit hole okay, later on. Back to that line of thinking, who would be your favorite person to quote? Favorite who do you think person you could to quote? quote the most consistently. Ooh. Uh, I would have to say Adam Sandler. I would have to say Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, um, David Spade's really good. Dude, David Spade is so quick-witted. Like, I genuinely appreciate that man and his Uh, sense of humor. Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, just from Night at the Roxbury. Come on. You gonna throw John C. Riley in there? Give that man his honor? John C. Riley got my. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. He was in Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Like, bro, John C. Riley is a like veteran actor and veteran. I think he was. Dude. His dad was actually a race car driver, wasn't he? In real life, I, I didn't think know he that. was. I think he was think in the movie. That. He talks about it, but I'm not. I think somewhere like along the line, his dad race cars. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. I just <laughs> heard it on a TikTok, and that doesn't make it true. <laughs> TikTok. Solid, solid, solid reporting there, Bobby. Way to scout your sources. <laughs> it's all right. But hey, now, I do want to, I, I, I will try a biscuit bomb, okay? And I don't know if you have this this issue with me. I mean, you and I both grew up in the church world. We grew sure. up eating people's food that came into the church, and we knew them, right? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if, and I was thinking about this because everybody asked me to bring a dish to have at work one day. And I was like, uh. and it's not because I didn't have faith in my cooking skills. It's because I feel obligated to, I guess, try the other food, but I'm too afraid of what, like, my, my fear is like not knowing what their house looks like. Like they could be cooking next to a litter box and you would never know. Unless, like, you found some litter in your food, of course. But, like, that is my biggest fear is eating somebody's food that I've never been to their house. I don't know who they are. I know you. I know the women from church that would bring food. But I don't know the strangers at work or anything like that. Do you have that same kind of fear as I do? Or am I the only one on this planet? I mean, I'm not saying you're the only one on this planet. But I don't share that fear with you. I think, here's the thing. I don't think anybody, like... I don't I don't believe that I spend too much time with people that would rationalize putting a litter box near where they prepare food. But so, that's what I'm saying. Like, have you been to all of your people in your church's house? I highly doubt it. No, no, okay. not even close. And man. this that's is where I'm going weird. with that. Like, 
I know how half of these people like dress at work, and most of them are like. And I am being judgmental. I'm 100% like admitting that. But could you imagine you ate something from somebody's like like that they brought to work or to your church or whatever, and then you go to their house and it's like infested with like cockroaches, bro? I can guarantee I probably oh. wouldn't eat any food that they made again. I know, but I think that's what added to my fear. Like, I think I've seen the way people live their life after I've eaten their food, and it creeps me out. It's like, oh, shit, I need to go get a tetanus shot. Who has scarred you, Bobby? That's what I want to know. You are no, scarred. I, I just, I've just worked in the, the – I've worked at the prison now. Like, this is my second round there, so almost 10 years there. And I don't hang out with those people like I used to because I'm not – like, I don't hang out with the, the, like that crowd anymore. And I did right. that for a good reason. But when I did hang out with those people when I was there the first time, that's when I started getting, I was like, oh my God, this person don't wash his hands when he cooks, dude. Come on now. Uh -uh. But they're bringing the food. They're not preparing it in front of you. So you don't know what's going on. Behind. It's almost like going to McDonald's and not seeing it. Keep the receipts. You know who you can trust. You know who you can't trust. I know. And that's why I just try to avoid the smorgasbords. Just like buffets. Buffets creep me out. Little kids up there sticking their fingers in the salad or in the, like, it creeps me. I don't want, I'm not going to Golden Corral if I don't have to. Like, that's not, that's not in my top choices of any places that I'm going to eat is any buffet. But we have both eaten at buffets. One, they're cheap. Say, Bobby, you get as much as you, you want. at buffets many, many times. Not no more. Like, I've got this fear. In your old age. You get yeah. paranoid in your old age. The biggest thing that creeps me out is, like, just, one, you could be poisoned. Like, that's probably nothing that I should be afraid of. But two, there are sanitary practices. Sanitary practices. Somebody's no, looking to poison you. Not me. Somebody, okay, if they're cooking for a whole, like, facility at a prison, they're not cooking for just me. They're cooking for the person that pissed them off last week. Okay. They're cooking for their peers, hopefully. That's the point of a potluck. Yeah, but like it's 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 I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I've I've worried about this. Like I've I've literally sat there going, man, I hope like going to eat something, it's like I swear this better not get like maybe being sick could also be a fear, but like just not knowing what the inevitable like behind a closed door was happening. Somebody was Somebody was changing a baby next to this bowl of chili that they were preparing. That creeps me out. <laughs> Fuck, you never these know. Examples are so wild and out of but you. But you can agree with me. You've been around people in Hutch that are not very sanitary. Yeah, you absolutely. But and those well, people work at the prison, bro. You're stretching so far to make point A to point B. It's like I just avoid bringing something so i don't feel obligated it's not that i don't want to share my food i just don't want to like feel obligated to try your food bro <laughs> if i don't know you i'm probably not trying your food and that's honestly oh, i know that you wash your hands i know that you you prepare food in a clean environment like you don't have a cat litter box next to your stove i'm just saying have a little faith in people bobby it's not people it's like their <laughs> habits it's people their habits okay if 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 that's my problem, then I'm sorry. So be it. Count me out. <laughs> oh, I just didn't know if I was the only. Lord, if you also had a sort of a fear like you, like no, if you I, were going to, I don't feel that fear. I can tell you that much. I've I've I, been in church for too long. I've done way too many potlucks. 
I know how good that oh, food well. is. It's mainly strangers. It's not like if I was in your church or if I was at work and I knew that you were pretty tidy around work, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But Bro, like, I don't, like how many I don't know you. do you have of just going and eating strangers' food that they brought? No, I'm like, not saying eating. a lot of potlucks? I'm not eating. No. Well, at the prison, yes, they do. They do it for every holiday. That's weird. But like another thing, like we do a chili cook-off, but like you do a chili cook-off, right? Have you ever wondered like, is like is this person like washing their hands when they prepare this dish? Like that's what I, I mean, want. That's what goes through my head. No. But the second you see them not do it, it's like, oh, I just I ate their chili last year, bro. He just wiped his nose and stuck his hand down his pants and then served me a bowl of chili. <laughs> it's a fear. It's like heights. Like it's You're... stupid. I've never fallen. I shouldn't you're be afraid of heights. People's behavior way too much. If like it, you're, it comes with my profession though. You're overanalyzing that. It comes with my profession. I've got to like study what people are doing. That's my job. It came natural. Oh. I don't know. Don't judge me. Don't judge you me. Poor guy. You poor guy. I don't know. I'll eat. I'll eat. I'll eat food if I know who you are and I've been to your house or I, I know your sanitary practices, just like you and your mom and Jordan and. Maybe my coworker, I've eaten his food, but I know that he's not sitting there picking his butt and like stirring the pot of chili. That's I gotta be honest with you. I, I can't remember the last time I ate a stranger's food. Like that's my, that, that's what I'm getting at. I don't you know. Clarify, you. Unless you would clarify somebody at church who I don't necessarily have as close of a relationship with. Uh, because yeah, there are people in my church who I haven't been in their home and you know, but I, I know them. I see them at church. Like they have, but, they have good, I mean, they have a good, like, reason to bring you, like, a bake of cookies or something like that. Like, yeah. you would eat that. Yeah. But, like, a stranger, like, saying, hey, bro, you want to try my uh, my butt sweat jalapeno you chili? You're so worried about handing out biscuit bombs See? now because you've got me. But no, like, but, but no, this is what I'm saying. Food? But that's what I'm saying, though. Like this, like I know that you're sanitary, so I don't have to worry about that. Neither should anybody yeah, else. You were, all these other but people. You, but you have a license to practice cooking food. A license to practice cooking. Food. Don't you have to? Don't you Bobby, have to have a? Uh, don't you have to have a title for that? We all have to cook food, my guy. Like that's no. Part I'm saying you do it for a profession. You're doing it for a profession, though. Like, I have no yeah. problem going to a restaurant yeah. and eating so something that somebody served cert- me. There's a food handling certification that I get, everything yeah. like that. Yes. And that's but, what I'm saying. Bobby, every hey. adult you've met, in some form or fashion, has had to learn how to cook something. I get it. To be able to survive. I get cooking it. Give me a pill. Give me a pill for my fear. If they have a, if, I'm sure there's a phobia out there. They've got a phobia for phobias, dude. So, oh my gosh, you're hilarious. I'm just saying. Let's move on to sports. Why don't we? Well, guys, as you know, tragically, forward momentum. That was the Leavenworth show for Heartland Championship Wrestling. Uh, that was tragically canceled due to weather conditions. Uh, but do not fear. We have wonderful news because New Year's mayhem is just around the corner. It is still planned to ha- happen. There's no bad weather in the in the forecast. So January 13th at the Osage Recreational Center in Wichita, Kansas, you are going to get to see some of the best wrestlers in-house at 
the New Year's Mayhem show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the big news uh, coming out of there, we have a surprise announcement that we get to give uh, as far as matches, but I also get to give a surprise announcement for Bobby. Uh, we were planning on being in Leavenworth uh, for the very first time uh, launching the Biscuit Bombs. Uh, but due to the bad weather, that's not able to happen. So, called an audible, and now we will be in Wichita this weekend, Ooh. showcasing the biscuit bombs for the very first time, selling those at the concession. You'll get a chance. And the cool thing that uh, I actually need to text Bobby. So we may, or I, I need to text Billy. We may have to cut this section out, Bobby. Just a heads up. So be aware of that. But I do know, at least he told me, maybe I'm not supposed to reveal it, but I'm kind of giving away trade secrets here, that all oh. of the VIP members who come to the New Year's Mayhem show, so he sells out 50 VIP tickets to every show. Those sell out pretty quick. Make sure you jump on those. Every single one of the VIPs will receive not one, but two biscuit bombs of their choice as part of their VIP right. package. That's a $16 package right there. there It's a a good deal. It's a good deal. So we're going to feed them well. It's going to be a good opportunity. So make sure you come to the Heartland Championship Wrestling uh, event, New Year's Mayhem. That is January 13th at the Osage Recreation Center. As usual, doors are going to open at 5. Bell's going to ring at 6. Good stuff. Can we make the announcement of the match now? Yeah, before you do, I do want to remind people who are listening to dress warm because it is supposed to be cold. Right now, we are getting hammered with snow. Oof. And it's supposed to be like 18 degrees. Next weekend, when New Year's Mayhem, there's no, it's going to be cold, but that's all it's projected to be. This Saturday. Yeah. So, this Saturday. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I I keep saying next weekend because we're recording right now. For Thursday. When this show airs, y'all, like tomorrow. Is or no two days Saturday Thursday is going to be the show, yeah. Because the yeah, show all two, around two days Thursday. from when you hear this, yeah. So yeah, hit him with the good, day. hit him with the, yeah. When you're hearing this, it's literally two days after this. You will two be seeing... forty-eight hours, and you can come get biscuit bombs at the Osage Rec Center for oh, New Year's show. Day, and I will be there in the Thank ring. You. I'm so excited. Well, yeah, I'm doing the Bridal Expo, and then immediately after that, I'm going to have to tell her I have to leave early, and then I'm driving there. I'm going to have a long week because I'm setting up Thursday, Friday. Bridal show Saturday, leave at 3, be at the wrestling show by hopefully a little bit after 3, do the show, drive back to Hutch, come back for the Bridal Expo on Sunday, boom, bada bing. It's crazy. <laughs> nice. That is pretty And then crazy. tear down. Well, we'll, we'll, have the good some, news. Uh, we'll have some like chubby buddy stickers and stuff like that to hand out and oh. away as well. So it'll be a good time. Well, let's hit him with the big news. All right, y'all. The big news. We get to announce a match of our very own. Let me tell you, we met some of the, we met both of these guys. They're good workers. They're good fighters. And this is going to be a very, very good match. Y'all. We have got handgun Dan versus Jose Geraldo. Okay, these two have been working matches. They were at Leavenworth together. I watched them work up there uh, at the last show. And let me tell you, they are hard, hard workers. Jose, this guy is a, like, the very definition of grinder, if that makes sense. He's a fan favorite right now. Oh, my goodness, man. This guy's work ethic is probably... Higher than I've seen of almost any other wrestler that I've met. 
He is, he goes to lengths that no other guys go to, to get an opportunity, to put in the effort, to to do the little things right, to get a chance. It's like reverse Eddie you. Guerrero. Yeah, he's got the physique, he's got the look, he's got the attitude. I'm telling you, Jose is one of the, he's climbing, bro. And I'm telling you, like, he's a, he's a solid dude to watch. And of course, handgun Dan, man, he he is always entertaining in that ring. He's always bringing. He's electric. He's a good wrestler. He's a tech. He's technical. Like he's very uh, technically driven. He's, he's gifted. But and the last time I saw him, he was cutting so hair, man. Too, you know, so that he was cutting that hair thing. last time. Huh? He was cutting hair the last time. He was, yeah, man. He gets. He is watching. Uh, so always bringing a great show. Those two going head to head is going to be. Phenomenal! You do not want we'll to get. Uh, we'll have to get Mr. Geraldo on here. Yes, sir. That would be really cool. Love I'm just it. glad you get to see Wichita. That's going to be. It's amazing. Pumped, it's crazy. Man. I've been hearing about Wichita. I haven't gotten to see a Wichita show yet, so we're excited about it. We're actually going to drive in on Thursday because the weather's supposed to be bad here on Friday. So we're actually going to leave before the storm, get there, stay Ooh. an extra day, and, and just kind of. You be mean Wichita Hutch? Uh, Wichita. We're staying in Wichita. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be yeah, in Wichita Thursday to help set up at the Bridal Expo. So there you go. Man. Maybe we'll get to we'll, we'll get to meet up and grab some food or just hang out. Yeah, for sure. I have a Christmas presents for you, by the way. Ooh. I totally forgot to mail them, and well, I think it was because at one time we were all talking about being at Leavenworth together, and we were already doing Christmas with BJ. And so I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'll just take him there. And then when you told me you weren't going to be able to make it, I was like, oh, I'll have to figure out how to mail him to him. But now that no we're planning on coming there. You being there we'll is a gift there. enough. You get yeah. to see Wichita. We get to hang out. And uh, also, don't forget the ones who did miss out on that show in Leavenworth. If you keep your ticket and you don't get the refund, you can use that at their March show. Now, the ones it. who bought online, they got refunded. But if you did buy a ticket physically, you can either go refund it or you can hold on to it and they will honor it for the next show, which is in March. And let me tell you, I promise you this. Because the show did not happen in January, that March show is going to get even more like power to it. I promise you. He's he going to bring the thunder on that. So... Make sure, make show. sure you stay tuned in. If you happen to be able to make it to the Wichita, Wichita show, come because it is going to be phenomenal. And if you can't, you can find them on Patreon and subscribe to them there to where you can watch either. I think they're doing it live. I'm not 100% sure, but don't quote me on that. If they are not doing it live, you will at least get to go back and watch the uh, recorded stuff if you don't want to necessarily hear about it. If you want to see the actual action taking place you get to go back and watch all those good luck to mr geraldo and mr uh handgun todd i guess spinny spinny todd because <laughs> he's a barber <laughs> he's cutting hair yeah. he's cutting them here man that's all the matter yeah. oh i think no, he wants to that's I, the thing I, I he's tell like you what, y'all steal the show make it a wild show and then come loud be loud get loud man oh i'm excited that's fantastic but that is HCW, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X. So I guess that's Twitter. And then also YouTube. They have a YouTube channel and then also Patreon, like we said before. And TikTok. Oh, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X, Patreon. They're everywhere. Can't miss them. Heart no, I don't want to miss them this Saturday. No, you don't. No, you don't. Let's do it. Sports. Your Chiefs are taking on the...
Miami Dolphins in round well, one is, of the playoffs. This is brutal. Let's talk about this because number one, I have to miss this game. What time is it? Five? Or... It's Saturday at eight o'clock. Right? It'll... Eight o'clock? What time? Yeah, eight o'clock. You'll be you know we'll be done by Saturday we'll be done by eight. We'll be done by eight forty five. 8.45, so we're going to miss the first first part of the game. You'll be all right. But you're right. We're all going to be watching it together. That's going to be fun. And I I'm can announce. Excited. Uh, Let me say this. I'm not excited that we're having to play Miami in the wild card. And you beat them once. It was a good we close did. game. It was. Germany. And it was I, in a neutral area. I was hoping to play them later Two. in the playoffs. So you were hoping they were the number two seed? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted I wanted the Bills to lose because I wanted to play the Steelers, man. Are you kidding? Yeah, that defense is good. I mean, with TJ Watt out, that's scary. That's why I wanted to play the Steelers, man. They but just would you have TJ. wanted to play the Steelers with TJ Watt? No. Well, that's my point. So you didn't know. Miami. Although yeah, Miami's I mean, got a lot of injuries, too, so. They're but, shit in the bed, like right yeah, before our eyes. They're injuries, the bed. man. They're they're hurting. I'm hopeful but, that Kansas City's little moment here will give them the break that they need. Well, like if if they would have lost this playoff this last week, like would that have put them anywhere else in the scenario of nope. would that put them in a four seed or they stay Wait, at three? Miami or no the Chiefs? No, this doesn't. The this last game didn't matter at all. We were a number three seed locked in. So I was so wondering why everybody's mad about game. sitting Kelsey and well, not all that, okay. but now I get it. I get why people are mad about it, but it's because they don't understand Travis. Travis is adamantly against pride. He's right. not trying to build his ego up, and he does not care about records. I promise right. you. Travis was probably at the helm of the decision to sit this week and miss his thousand yard season. Because I guess that would have been his eighth. Yeah, it would have been his eighth. Yeah. I guarantee you, part of it is he's punishing himself for the way he's played this year. And that could be I mean that's I mean that's Travis. I hate that because I think he's worth it. I think dude put in the effort and absolutely should have a thousand yard season, but the stats didn't have it, and he didn't want to push for it. So I'll respect him in that. And I guarantee you, though, it was—it's not Travis is not getting hurt by this. Travis chose this, and yeah. it's because I think he's—I think he's mentally preparing himself for the playoffs, just like the Chiefs, Chiefs always yep. do. They prepare themselves for the playoffs, and that's what a smart team should do, anyways. Yes, Whether yep. it's Oh, you get like a bonus. Like I'm glad. I'm glad the defensive, uh, your guys's uh, defensive player got his bonus. I'm glad. Now, but like, flip side to that, I was super excited to see Chris Jones stay in it and get himself his tenth sack, so that he gets his million one point two five million bonus. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad for him. But like, the smart teams know what to do. Like, just like yeah. their timeout management, just like clock management, everything like that. Like. It all goes down to decisions, and Andy Reid's not willing to risk that decision by like whether he gets a turf toe. Like if right. the turf toe holds Travis out, like Andy's shooting himself in the foot. Like he's like, yep. why, why did I do that? And he's not willing to risk that, and that's why he's that's why he's so successful. 
So I, I think that I think the Chiefs are have the better uh, have the better route to get to the, the AFC Championship, in my opinion. Of course, yeah, they could have been playing the Steelers, but what Steelers would they have been playing if it was the Steelers that have been showing up to those games that they shouldn't have won, and they did win? Then that would be scary. And the Chiefs are known for this season; they've been not showing up to the games that they need to show up for. It's true. That's the scary part. So, I think it, I think it's good. I think it's good for the. Uh, for the Chiefs, for sure, that they get home field advantage. First of all, because that last game that had a lot to do with them being in a neutral area. So yeah, where yeah, they, Germany? I'm excited that we're playing at Arrowhead. I'm a little sad because it's it's Tyreek's first time back. So I'm hoping I'm not sure what the response from Kansas City is going to be. If they'll boo him or if they'll cheer him or what they'll do. But well, I mean, interesting. The fans. Fans will be fans, but I think the players are just going to have just as much respect for him as they did when he was with them. Oh yeah! So I think that's yeah, they the all love him. It's like he's talked some smack, but truthfully, like he's a good competitor, and like we're grateful for what he did for our team. So, so if you guys play at eight o'clock, then when does Dallas? Do they play Sunday? I think yeah, y'all are scheduled for Sunday. How you feel Normally about we get that, that? By the way, buddy, are you excited? I'm gl- I'm glad that we play the 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 Green Bay Packers for sure. Like I've got no worries that Dallas right now we're undefeated at home and that's and that's our one leg up ahead of Green yeah. Bay. So the other good? thing is is that yeah, I mean, I don't feel I I wouldn't have felt bad if we played. Uh, who was our other option? The Rams. Like yeah, we beat the Rams already this year. Like, how about that storyline, man? Which one? I didn't see that. Uh. Rams are headed to the Lions. Rams what? Rams are headed to the Lions. Oh yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like something happened. Like no. I think but, the Lions are gonna destroy the Rams. But do you understand what that means, though? Right. Yeah, he's Matt Stafford's Stafford coming. Yeah, turning Stafford's back to the Lions to possibly crush their playoff hopes or their playoff. Like, how tragic would that be? If Stafford's uh, well, the one that has to put them away. Well, here's here's another one. Here's another way that you can look at this. For the NFC, that is the that is the upset right there. Is the Matt Stafford returning back to mm-hmm. Well no, actually they're coming to him. So it's not like he's are returning they? back oh. to LA. Yeah, aren't they? No, the Lions are the higher seed. Really? Yeah, yep. they're the higher seed, so they oh wait. So the Rams come to them. Uh Lions. Oh, wait. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they would be okay. So since he's going back, that's going to be the biggest Stafford thing. Um, coming back to Detroit. No, Rams at Lions. It's Rams at Lions. Yes, Stafford Rams, plays for the Rams. Staff, yes, but also the Rams quarterback. Yeah, so I think that's better for the Lions for sure. I thought we were talking about the other way around. On my bad. No, I'm I'm just talking about the fact that Stafford, who was the guy who spent ten years trying to get the Lions into the Super Bowl. Now right. could be the guy who's coming to crush their dreams. And that's sad. And he, and he, did he go won to the a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl with the Rams right after the Lions. And so like right. he did that whole ad where he talked about leaving Detroit but still loving them and stuff like that. To come back and have to put them out of the playoffs would be so heartbreaking. Like that's just so sad. I, I want the Lions to win just because for the easier sure. game for Dallas, I want them to win. Not because I'm rooting for the Lions to lose because I want to see that. If if Dallas doesn't go on, I want to see that Cinderella story. I, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. 
the Lions in their first Super Bowl, possibly possibly the rarest Super Bowl we will ever see being alive. Rams, yeah. or, uh, the Lions versus the Browns would be insane. That would be nuts. Two teams that have never made it all of a sudden making it the same year. That would be wild. So. Flacco can do it too, man. Flacco already won me my championship. Let's go. Flacco is, he's a beast. He Flacco is a beast and he's, he's a clutch player. He's the guy that you call on. He's just like that. Uh, what what I'm getting from this season is I wonder if they're going to get that t- same type of season that the Eagles had back when they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Who was oh, that? Who was the yeah, quarterback? The, the Nick Foles. Nick Foles, like really special. Let's. I, man. Here's the thing. I think I will admit this. Flacco's at the end of his career. Okay. There's no denying that. But he admits that man deserves to walk off into the sunset, and this is it. This is that walk-off in its sunset. So regardless of how deep they get into these playoffs, Flacco has done what he was supposed to do and has absolutely put that beautiful little cap to the end of his career. This has been sure. so cool to see. And he – I'm not I'm not going to say for sure. He's he, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Depending upon when and what time frame is he in the Hall of Fame, you can't say that because that could be 20, 30 years from now. But right. if he wins a Super Bowl with the Browns or goes to a Super Bowl with the Browns, that just makes his time into the Hall of Fame even sooner. Oh, absolutely. That's what it does. I think, I think he then shoots up to, like, Kurt Warner status. Yeah. You start looking at the same. Look what he did with two different two different teams. Like, that shows he's a legendary quarterback. So. Yeah. And, but I do want the easier route for Dallas just because I know that they crush under pressure, and that's the downfall about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not saying that we're going anywhere until we're there. Like that's just one thing that I refuse to do. But I am glad that the Eagles are seven seed because they play the harder team of the or the five seed. My bad, they're five seed. This collapse of the Eagles team has been wild to watch. Can I can I can I say I was just off because they didn't flop for the entire season. They just flopped the second half. I call like, Dallas winning the division. They came out so hard first half. Like, they were playing like they were headed back to the Super Bowl. And Close then games? That's like, they're just, they're shook. Like, but I, I read in a report that, like, they're, uh, what was it, Brown, uh, A.J. Brown? Like, he's saying stuff in the locker room. I don't know how true that is because nobody's saying anything about it. It's just rumor, of course, but, like, a lot of that probably has a lot to do with the way that they're interpreting on the field for sure. Like there's not connection in that locker room. Like there was last year. Weird. And I didn't see, I saw a headline about Jason. I don't know if he's actually said that he's retiring, but that was a headline on one of the game, right? Well, they also said that about, I mean, it's all headlines, right? That's why I was wondering if there was anything else. Jason Kelsey retirement. Let's I just haven't, Google it. I haven't heard of any any anything. But Jason I mean, Kelsey offers verdict, brutal verdict on Eagles dramatic late season collapse. Blah blah blah. How long is Jason Kelsey? It's I think it's I think it's twenty five seventy five. Depending upon what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. Twenty five percent he'd stay. If he wins a Super Bowl, I think he retires. If if they make it to the NFC championship, I think he could Maybe stay one more season, but I don't think he wants to just because of his health. 
Like he he wants to have that health with his kids, and that's what sure. and that's what separates him from other players in the NFL is that he's admitted that, and that's what he's worried about most is being able to right. be there for his kids. So right. I wish him all the best. Like he's my favorite Kelsey, and I, I say that as a Dallas fan. So that's pretty. That's got to be hard. It's got to be hard declaring an Eagles fit, like being a fan of an Eagle. No, as a not, fan. the way that he handles himself, like he is. Yeah, he's dude, definitely he, a guy I could see guy. myself drinking a beer with. Like, he's a class guy. guy that, like, I, yeah. He's he's the kind of guy that you want to look to and say, "Hey, I'd follow you into battle." Like you're, oh yeah, you're solid dude. So I agree. Yeah, and and there's no denying, man. Like both of those guys, even when they do retire, they're gonna have plenty of like limelight. Like I could see those two doing commentary for football really really well that would be hilarious oh. now the other question is, is does he really want to when he could just have the podcast with his brother it's true like his podcast is i think just as if not more successful than his commentating career could be. oh i agree but that's what i'm getting at is like if it's podcasting that they're doing full time they could turn it into something like the matt the pat mcafee show right and pat pat McAfee, oh my lord like that. that dude he killed me. Like, right now, the national championship is being played. Did you watch yeah. the clip from the Michigan versus uh, Alabama game? Uh-uh. The ESPN clip? <laughs> you got. I got to send you the clip, but, like, really? there's this guy giving, like, a monologue to a story about the Alabama's quarterback. He has his own clothing line. If you, oh, you haven't the, seen it. Okay, no, I've seen this. I've seen this. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> nice in him. He Dude, goes, that is that not was so funny. That was such because a it was game. so organic. Pat McAfee <laughs> is the greatest sports. Like I wouldn't even call him a, like an analyst or a commentator. He was just he's the best voice in sports right now. He's like oh, Tony Romo in the press box in his in the very first parts of his career. Like he's just so good at coming up with those. He's like that is not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> he interrupts the dude's monologue. He's like. And then he goes, my throat got tight for you, man. <laughs> it was so funny. I, I rewatched it. Seems like seeing the other guys like break down on the set as Pat's like freaking out was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, and good. he was that not was trying good. to be funny. He was legitimately worried I for know, this but other that's guy. Why it's so that funny was because we all everybody <laughs> knows like it ain't naysay. It ain't naysay. It's not. It's not. But, but, and that's fine. Like, and that's naysayer. Okay. <laughs> And the other guy, like, I give him, (laughs) right, and the guy that was delivering the monologue, like, I give him so much props for, like, letting it happen, because that's what made that clip so popular, in my opinion. Like, he let it, he he was like, okay. He had no idea. He had no idea what was going on. He was like, what do you mean, not not naysayer? Like, what what do you mean? (laughs) Like, it was just, it was just so, you don't see, you would not have seen that 15, 20 years ago. It was good. It was funny. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But no, both the Chiefs and the Cowboys have. I think the Chiefs have the harder of the of the two playoff games, just because they're so close in rank uh, the rankings. Like Dallas has the best case scenario for Dallas, for sure. N- nothing could be better right now for Dallas. If we see a Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl, like, are you coming to Hutch, or are you like, uh, do we have to meet halfway? We, I don't know what we'll do, but we'll definitely do something, bro. That 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 would be. We've waited. We've be, waited our whole lives for this. We've never had 
two seasons where Dallas and the Chiefs have been equally com- competitive competitive no at all no they're the there was two never a time when the chiefs and the cowboys were both a threat and we were like oh this could be the year that we have the super bowl yeah like we right now we are not only are we looking at a historic super bowl for us but like the way that the two teams have been playing recently they're very comparable so we could be looking at a really good super bowl i'd i'd be excited to see that again we've waited for that for years so i would love to see that me too that happen for sure a hundred percent. Well, our license flickered. That was weird. Uh oh. You got so anyway. So what? Uh, what, what you been watching on the tubes or the TVs? Did you hear me? What'd you say? I said what you been watching on the tubes and the TVs. Oh, uh, man, we let's see. Uh, Reacher still watching Reacher, finishing episodes. I, of I that. have two episodes to uh, catch up on, so they're they're, they're good. Four, five and six, they were good. I just watched them today. Um, oh, what else have I watched? I did a Nolan marathon the other day. Watched Interstellar and Tenet. That was fantastic. Mm. Um, I haven't seen Tenet, but Interstellar is arguably my it. favorite. It's so good. Is it's it better than Interstellar, though? No. It's, it's Interstellar so far is my favorite. Tenet is a close second for me. Followed by Inception. I like Inception. Like, that's another one that you really have to pay attention to the whole movie. I would say Tenet is a lot like Inception in that sense. You have to pay attention to the whole movie to follow it. And that's what, uh, but, that's what the director's known Tenet for, also though, has too. John David Washington as a lead, and I'm telling you, Denzel's boy has every bit of his talent. I watched so I watched one of his I watched one of his movies, uh the one where he's like the end of the world or whatever and it's AI. That look it was pretty the good creator from what I saw. On Hulu? The creator. The it was creator. pretty good. It's good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't expect it to kinda I mean you can't deny it. that portrays America in kind of a not so good light. No, but neither did uh, leave the world behind though either like that is like what we i mean we see stuff like that all the time no i i like i'm i i was kind of getting at that i don't necessarily disagree with it but like the aggressiveness of mm, okay. america to like react to crush and stuff like that like it yeah. show it paints us in a pretty real but like condemning light that i think you know i'm sure the movie was intentionally trying to do that but when I watched it, it made me go, gosh, we are a little heavy handed at times with like trying to squash something when we know it's, when we believe it's evil. Uh, Another one that could do that too, that scares the shit out of me. Oh yeah. It was great. But like another one that scares the crap out of me that has that same idea that you were going with. Have you seen the previews for civil war? Oh my Lord. Civil Dude, War. Dude, when we, when we get off of this, you've got to watch it. Okay, so l- let me just... I'm not going to give you any like anything about the movie, but I will give you this highlight of history, okay? Now, okay. the last time that we had a like a president, a presidential election where we had to remove, uh, I guess, op- options on that, on that ballot from the ballot was... When do you think it was? Civil War? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln and 
that whole era, like we were moving the, the South removed Abe Lincoln from ballots in Texas and all that other stuff and vice versa in the North. They removed, uh, uh, I think it was Jefferson. I think not hundred percent, but like the last time that happened, and what are we, what are we dealing with now? We're doing the exact same thing. Dang, dude. Donald okay. Trump is being like hit for in Colorado and all this, but they're not saying it in other states for the other, for the opposing side. Like that's, what's weird. But like the movie, I don't know if it was like timing or if it's like meant for us to open our eyes. to like, what's going to be happening because history just repeats itself. If you don't learn from it, like, oh. That, and that's what this movie is doing. It's I highly suggest watching the previews for it because it gives me it gave me chills. Huh. I'll send you a link to it. I'll have to find it. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was it was another like level of creepiness just because of what I saw and what I mean I know of in history. Like you were you were a science guy. I paid more attention to the story side of things with history, and that's what I was into. So that's what creeps me out. It's okay. kinda like you Seeing something kind of like interstellar, like we talk about time travel, we talk about space, we talk about all this, and it came life for you on a screen, and it was just remarkable of how they right. uh, of how they brought it to to light for us, right. for people who actually follow that type of stuff. So that's where I was kind of this is a little scary. Okay. But the Equalizer Three is on Netflix. Have you seen that yet? I have not. Is that good? Just- so good. I've seen the other two. They were fantastic. So I would assume and this, this one is this one is like a like they're meeting back up. Uh, Denzel Washington and De, is it Dakota Fanning that was in? Yeah. Um, From Man uh, what on was Fire. That one? Man on Fire. Yeah, they they're meeting up again in this one. Yeah. And then in the, oh, I'm not going to give anything away, but like you, I mean, you get it once the end of the movie happens about who she's playing and stuff like that. It's it's really good. It very well put together. Okay. Man on Fire was, I, I would say that it's my favorite Denzel movie besides Remember the Titans. Man on Fire was really good. Man on Fire was really good. Deja Vu is one of his better movies. I love Deja Vu. Him and, uh, who was that? Um, Jim Caviezel? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been a while since I've um, seen it. It's pretty hard to follow, too, if you're so, not watching it all. Not movie, but TV show that I watched. We were talking about that. Didn't we talk about Iron Claw last week? Yeah, that's a movie. Yeah, so I I, yeah. I haven't watched that, but I did watch the Dark Side of the Ring, um, mm-hmm. the episode on the Von Erics, uh, and just kind of refresh myself, huh? What channel is that, or what streaming? Uh, Dark is that Side of the Ring is a show on I think Vice put it out, uh, but it's on some of the darker stuff that's gone on in the world of wrestling, and so like episode four of the first season is on the Von Erics, and it's called. The last Von Eric. It's about Kevin Von Eric. Wow. Uh, and he does an interview and talks about all of the other, uh, just all of his brothers and the story of how they, you know, blew up in the startup and then the tragedy. You said it's on, what, what, what did you say it was on? It's uh, Vice put it out. It's free on Tubi, uh, or you can watch it, I think, on Hulu or something else. But it's free that's on Dark Tubi. Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. I just I'll started watching it, and I really enjoyed it. Well, other than The Equalizer 3 being on Netflix, I don't know how much of a fan you are of Dave Chappelle. Like, do you appreciate oh, his stuff? Do you love Dave his stuff? I love now, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is top five comedians for me. No question. Top five. Okay. Yeah, top five. I, too, would say that. I would say he is in 
Chappelle show? For, Are you kidding me, man? For being like, alive. And that, and that's what I was going to get to. Are you a Dave Chappelle fan? Like the Dave Chappelle show fan? Or are you his stand-up fan? Like, both. there's two different people. Both. Okay. Because here's the thing. I'm fully inspired by his stand-up. I think he calls a spade a spade and, like, is very, like, upfront in his stand-up and challenges both, like, conservative and progressive people and, like, pretty much puts everybody on their toes. I love it. Exactly. Like, I, He's... I've never watched a comedy special from Dave Chappelle that I didn't walk away going, that was worth my time. Exactly. They keep getting better, and he's just this comedic he's magician. He's a comedic magician that just brings, he brings social issues to light by making fun of them, right? And yeah. he does it in such a way that, like, anybody could understand what he's talking about he just puts his own twist to it and when the thing that drives me nuts and that's why i i i feel i feel bad for the people that aren't comedian fans because the ones who are putting him down are the are the people who aren't a fan of com comedy they're yeah. they're out to they're out to like they're pretty much they're outraged to be mad they they're out to be mad but the but the thing that dave does so well is that like he this one, I think you're going to enjoy he just because of how they... crap. He's yes. so good yes. at pointing out their bullshit and be like, that's bullshit. You know it. And, and here's the kicker. The ones out there delivering like all the news and stuff like that. He's getting ahead of them every single time yep. by saying, this is what it is. And all the people that are putting all that negative, like the negative reviews and stuff like that about it are just proving my point by saying like, you're not a comedic fan. You're not a comedy. You're not a stand-up comedy fan. You're just out there to complain about something you heard either in a clip. You didn't listen to everything that he said. You didn't listen to anything that he said, really, if you're just going based upon what you heard was in the in the actual, I guess, special. Because I think that's one Dave, of the things that I love about Dave's stand-up is that he almost gets ahead of it in his special. Like, he, 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 he not only tells the jokes, he also tells the people what they're going to say back to him. Right, like calls out the hypocrisy right there. It's so good. Like I, yeah, and to, and to those and to those critics that are, I mean, all they're doing is just trying to dig through a, a comedian's toolbox to pick yep. out everything that they say that's bad to try to cancel them. And cool. all they're doing is just giving Dave more material to make another special about what they're doing. That's yep. all they're doing. They're fueling his fire, and I. I applaud Dave Chappelle for everything that he's put out. I mean, I have loved. I think he's got 10 specials out now. Like one of my favorites that a lot of people didn't like just because of what was talked about. I loved every minute of it. And that was the, uh, the closer, the, his yep. last, the one before this one was phenomenal, yep. but this one yeah, but it was is pretty just offensive. like a lot of people were offended by it. And if you're offended by it, the ones that are offended by it are the ones that don't understand what he's saying. That's all it is. It's a misinterpretation of what you want to put to it. Speaking of, Speaking of comedians, uh, love Dave Chappelle. Uh, we didn't put this on our notes, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Cat Williams interview. With I haven't seen it yet. I've got it in my queue. What? You haven't I, watched dude, any I, of it? I haven't watched. Not with, uh, what do they call him? Unk, Unk or Shay Shay? Oh, yeah. Club Shay Shay. Yeah. Club Shay Shay. It's, it's wild, bro. I watched it that night. Like, just... On accident. I wasn't intentionally looking for it. I was just scrolling on social media and I came across it. And like it, dude, he is name dropping like no other. It just 
just tossing all the receipts out. And the thing is, is like, it's all believable. He's not really that angry. He's just cashing in the receipts. He's telling the truth. And, and it's almost like he said, man, it's 2024. This is going to be the year of truth. And it's wild, man, because like so many people have responded to this already. It's like it shows you that Cat Williams still has a ton of influence. Well, I think he still has the record for the most specials for any comedian. Like he's still, I think, now don't quote me on that, but I'm 90% sure that he has the record for the most specials out in, I, I want to say a career because the way that he does it, he does it just, just like Dave Chappelle does. He sheds light on what we are seeing before our eyes, just putting it in his own words. And it yeah. makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense to you, like people pick that part, pick that, pick that apart. And that's the downfall about comedy. Comedy is so dangerous right now because of everything that's being talked about. Like it's dangerous for the ones who are worried about what they're saying. For us, it's awesome. It's, it's the so last awesome. bastion of freedom of, of free oh, yeah. speech. So we've and got if to that ever goes away. That's that. the second that I have no faith in this country. The second Same. that they gets pulled away, I've got no faith. When comedy gets when comedy begins to be uh, censored. That's that's when we got a real issue. If we don't comedy, have comedy, well, oh, go ahead. I, I don't want to interrupt well, you. I was just saying comedy. Well, comedy is just comedy is the easiest way to criticize and critique any sort of authoritative government or any sort of authoritative figure. Yeah, because it brings laughter and humor into a situation that is otherwise causing grief and stress. Comedy is always the best solution to bring about resolution. And it's because not it, just it comedy. Clear what the issue is yeah. without bringing about the negative feelings included in it. And if those who are in power can hear the comedy and not become defensive, but rather can tune in and listen to it, they can grow so much and they can respond to the public's perception in good right. ways. If they will listen to what comedians say. Well, I think that if you take a comedy special and if it's like our, like the old Robin Williams stuff or Dave Chappelle stuff now or Cat Williams stuff, I think I get more information from watching that in a comedic way than I would if I was watching a, a I guess, strict in line debate on national television. Like sure. there's no, there's no room for uh calamity. There's no room for throwing people like curveballs and stuff like that. But with comedy, they're taking that debate and putting it into their set and breaking it down for us. Yep. And it's, 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 it's not that I understand it better. It's that I appreciate what they're telling me better. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I appreciate how they're delivering the message that was brought up in a presidential debate or a, a political issue in from what we're seeing on TV. Instead of watching TV, I would rather get it from somebody who has a different eye on things like Dave Chappelle. He's got one of the best eyes out there. And if you take that away from not just us or fans of comedy, if you take that away from the, the comedic, uh, I guess, hierarchy, like you've got, you've got a hierarchy in comedy because if you didn't, we wouldn't be talking about specific people. Like right. Cat Williams. Cat Williams is known for the way that he delivers his hatred towards Michael Jackson, right? But like, right. but like, 
Dave Chappelle, I would say, is the best living comedian to deliver a message about what he sees as an issue. And it's not what an issue is, it's what he sees as an issue, and it sheds light on something that we might have overlooked. So, Dave Chappelle, I, I applaud you for everything that you did in that special. I couldn't well, I recommend it enough. 9.9 9 out of 10. Can't wait to watch it. Nobody's perfect, so that's why I gave it a 9.9 .9 out of 10. <laughs> And Dave, they like I, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch Dave Chappelle's, uh, the Dave Chappelle show until way after. Like I saw little bits and episodes. Oh gosh! But I didn't. It was Comedy Central. I was in love with it, man. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And what he did, he shut him down. He's like, no, I'm not going to let you take what I find humorous and change it to make it, I guess, more appealing to the to the public. Yeah. And we didn't see him for almost ten years. Well, probably not 10 years, but close to it. I like Dave it. is, I would love to see Dave Chappelle live. Like that would be. Heck yeah. Same. That'd be a big That would win. be. Is it, is he, is he the best comedian in my opinion? I wouldn't say he's the best comedian, but I would say he's the best living comedian for me for stuff like this. Like every, every yeah. comedian has their need or Pretty has high their, high. I guess, yeah. place. But all time, he is definitely in the top five of all time stand-up comedians. Nothing, sure. nothing can take that away from him. Whether or not he's making somebody upset, I don't care. Make make him upset. That just adds to the comedic value when he comes out with another special. He takes their tears and puts it into his special and gives it to me to make more tears. Of oh, laughter. God. that's funny. <laughs> oh, but no, I, I can't, couldn't recommend it enough. You got to watch it. Fair enough. And I will watch the Von Eriks uh, thing that you were talking Do it. about. That, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. There's a lot of good stuff on there, man. It talks about, like, the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, uh, Bruiser Brody, do you know that name uh, from wrestling way back in the day? Apparently, Sounds familiar. I didn't know his story. Apparently, he was killed uh, down in Puerto Rico um, at a wrestling promo. Like, it, there's, like... This is a really, I've never watched this, but I'm really intrigued by this show, Dark Side of the Ring. Like, you know, I is it grew new up or is it like. No, it seems like there's like four seasons out of it. And I've heard of it before. I just never really looked into it. But I it's like a one day style, uh, you know, episodes of, you know, reports on the darker stuff from wrestling history. I thought but, they had another one kind of like that called like Beyond the Ropes or something like that. Yeah, I think there is another one like Beyond the Rope, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. But no, I have seen where they go out and try to find memorabilia. Out. Have you seen that one where they're going around mm -hmm. to like fans and finding their memorabilia that's been lost for so long? Like mankind no. found one of his masks. Really, that's cool. Yeah, and he let the fan keep it. Yeah, sure. Like they have the and like. I, I've only seen bits and pieces of that part, but like I appreciate that type of stuff because it tells another side of the stories that like us as fans of either wrestling or just the entertainment world, like we don't see or we didn't know. Sure, but I I appreciate a good documentary. Me it's too. Okay. And is it like is it like podcast style? Uh, not podcast style. It's just like a documentary stuff. Like it's it's interview style. At least the ones I've watched. Um, like. Uh... <sighs> Um, so like the, the one on Bruiser Brody, that's, they're interviewing, uh, Tony Atlas. They're interviewing, uh, 
another guy, um, like people who were there that night when uh, he was killed. Uh, mm. Oh, who was the other one? Um, I recognize his name. Uh, I can't remember, but it's it. You, so it just interviews him, and it kind of lays the timeline out. Kind of almost does it like a like a like a criminal case or something like that. Just kind of mm. lays in a documentary, almost or, like the, the expose style. The first sixty minutes or something like that. Yeah, is that what it's yeah. called? Something like that, yeah. That'd be cool. I'll have to check that one out. But but I think that's episode fifty one, bud. Yeah, Unless you had something else to add. No, I don't think so. I'm excited. Hopefully, well, if you hopefully if y'all are listening to this, that means y'all are coming out in just a couple of days to the uh New Year Mayhem, right? New Year Mayhem? What's yep. it called? New Year's Mayhem, New Year's Mayhem show, Osage Rec Center. Come out to Heartland Championship Wrestling. Get you a biscuit bomb. Come say hi. We'd love to see you. Yeah, let us know. Let us know in the comments if you've been to a Wichita show or. And what I'll do actually is I'm going to cut the the promo that we did and I'm going to post that early so that they can get the information out there earlier. So yeah, please do because I'm actually going to share that and invite some friends that I have in the Wichita area to come out to the show. So that'll be cool. And I was actually doing that also with the uh, Wichita Bridal Show. I mean, granted, most of them are brides, so. Hey, they'll have that's husbands. Maybe the husbands are soon to be husbands. Maybe they'll want to come. Yeah. Yeah. And Brad, I think it'll be fun. wrestling too? Yeah, but when they have their mind on that wedding, bro, like it is bridezilla live. They, man, when they got that mind on that wedding, they could be in that ring and kicking some butt. That's how tough they oh, are. yeah. Like, could you imagine a wedding as a wrestling match? Bro, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> I, uh, I would absolutely love to do the ceremony of that. Oh, that'd be fun. If and the, they do their vows while having each other in a headlock or something like that, that'd be real cool. Yeah, and the official is the... Uh, the, uh, the referee? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. You, that, that's a job for you, man. Like, I do I like wrestling it. weddings. I'm on board. I do wrestling weddings. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't do it if hey if somebody is looking to do a unique wedding i'm ordained so give me a holler we'll we'll figure it out we'll 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 make out a true dad we'll, we'll, i i believe in love man i'm excited and i'm always for a fun wedding so especially if somebody an wants HCW to get me show. and have me count one two three i love it there you go so who would win both of them uh yeah yeah you definitely got to have a double pinfall for sure. Oh yeah. Double pin. Well, if you've listened this far, raise both hands. Oh yeah, with a belt as the like the ring that they get yes, a belt. Sir. Yes, sir. Man, we're coming up with ideas. We could be wedding players, bro. Just saying, bring it. Bring it. But if you've listened this far, we appreciate you. Hit that like button. Consider subscribing. Go join us over on the Facebook pages, and uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, X is. As people, I, I can't, I can't call it X. It's just weird. Are you, you Xing or are you tweeting? Are you Xing hey, or are you tweeting? You're Xing. Xing. X marks the spot. X. All right. <laughs> but hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, listeners. And uh, like I said, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, TikTok. That'd be cool too. But I love you, buddy. I love you too. I will I see you. And if you don't follow us, we got two words for you. Love Thank you. you. 
Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>